Hello and welcome to the Trailblazers podcast with Neve and Shan. We are just two 20-something-year-old girls trying to fumble our way through what is definitely the most confusing decade of our lives. We will be chatting about all things related to life as a 20-something in the world today. From current affairs to dating stories, the dreaded job search to our favourite TV shows, so pretty much anything that piques our interest in the current moment. Plus, we will also have some exciting guests on who will chat to us all about their stories, lives and how they got to where they are today. So why not come along for the ride? We'll be like your chatty sisters you come to for a chat and a cup of tea once a week. everyone and welcome back to the Trailblazers podcast with Neve and Shan. Hello, welcome back. It's nice to have you here. <laughs> so Shan, I sent you through some very exciting news last night. I was checking up on Spotify to see what our viewership, our listenership was like and we had 150 listeners um, on the first episode. So much more than I expected. Yes, definitely. And I think it's amazing too because it was just in like a one week period. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. Uh, very proud of us because we put a lot of work into this. Especially like Shan runs the social media pages and we just fangirl over everything we put up <laughs> because it's just so cute and like it's just so like on brand for our podcast, if you get me. So definitely check that out. Um, Trailblazers podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Even the response last week, like, see when we'd posted about the first episode going out, like, the amount of people who came and, like, liked the page and followed the Instagram and, like, shared it on their stories and everything. It was so, oh, it was so nice. I know, incredible. We have over 100 likes on Facebook. We are inching towards 100 followers on Instagram. So if you want to be our 100th follower, get ahead over there. And also, if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, maybe you have a question you'd like me and Sean to answer or advice or something, we could get a wee agony answer action going. So our email is trailblazerspodcast at gmail.com. So please drop us a wee line. If you want it to be anonymous, just say that's no issue at all. Um, But let's just get a wee bit of interaction going with you, our listeners. Yes, definitely. We'll answer some questions, do some dilemmas, all that sort of thing. Yes, we will, definitely. So, Shan, do you want to kick it off this week? Sure. So, one of the big things I've seen going on this week is obviously the Golden Globes snub of Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You in favour of Emily in Paris. I watched Emily in Paris and, yeah, I enjoyed it, but... It's kind of <laughs> whole different levels here. I didn't watch it. And, you know, uh, part of me is like, should I even bother? Because I know it's more like a guilty pleasure thing. Like, I know a lot of people were like, this is so crap, but like, why am I still watching it? Yeah. And I actually found a really interesting tweet. I was going to bring this up anyway. Um, Let me see. I did so enjoy it, but it wasn't like, it, it definitely was just like a teen, like romance, going to Paris, living this dream life, but... It wasn't anything groundbreaking. Yeah. So I actually retweeted the um, the creator of Emily in Paris and she tweeted, her name's Gabby Govedan, and she tweeted, Emily in Paris was, was originally about an Indian girl who moves to Paris, but when I pitched it, the network executives spit in my face and called me racial slurs. The following week, I repitched the exact same concept with a white girl and now I'm nominated for two Golden Globes. Oh my God. I think that really speaks volumes about, you know, the whole Michaela thing, like why she was nominated. I feel like in a year of... 
the year past of 2020 and Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, it really is like, has anything changed? Yeah, they've just completely wiped, like swiped it under the rug. They all posted their support at the time. And now it's like, we're just going to revert back to our old ways. Like there's no substance to the promises that were made. But at the same time, are we really surprised when it comes to award ceremonies in L.A.? Because, number one, there's not enough, like, African-American or just black female leads or people of colour in leads, yeah. lead roles. And if they are, it's because it's maybe an all-black cast made by black directors or whatever. But at the same time, do you remember a couple of years ago, people wore black to the Oscars because there was, like, no black nominees at all? So it's like, have we actually learned anything well, I think, I don't know, it's so frustrating. It feels like we're still living in, like, the 1950s. Yeah. They're just... I sort of thought... The first sort of thing that came into my head when I heard about the nomination of Emily in Paris, it was almost as if it was a room of, like, old white men sitting there being like, oh, this is what the youth of today will love. This is what should be nominated. Like, it just felt so... Like, did they not see the whole year the response to the two shows like after I made a story you came out everyone was like this has been the best show this year this has been the best show I've watched in a long time like this has dealt with such a serious issue in such a good way and when Emily in Paris came out everyone was like making fun of it so did they not even take into account those responses? I almost feel the fact that Emily in Paris was Netflix and was made I assume by an American kind of company or whatever that it almost has like a superiority over something that was made in England, if you know what I mean. Um, which is again frustrating, but I just don't understand it at all. No, I don't even think because of it I'll even watch Emily in Paris. Like I haven't watched. Yeah, it. it'll put you off watching. Yeah, it. so like why bother now? Yeah, especially since I know it was meant to be an Indian girl. Like that would have been so much more interesting. I think I didn't even know that. Like, that is ridiculous. That Isn't they... that crazy? Like, they didn't want the show based on the race of the character. A week later, she changed it to a white girl. And, like... And then, was she not really ignorant to the French people as well? Like, she didn't speak French. She yeah. was just rude. She expected everybody to speak English. Like, I feel like we're all a wee bit, like, guilty of that going on holidays and stuff. But apparently, she was just, like, taking the piss. Yeah, and the thing is, Paris is such a multicultural society and they didn't show that at all like the girl I read an article in the Guardian from one of the screenwriters on Emily in Paris and she was like I part of me took some of the criticism of the show personally because a lot of what I wrote was based on my experience living in Paris in like the 1980s to 1992 but then she also acknowledged that she did miss out on trying to create the Paris that there is today and she took those criticisms on board and said yeah I agree that I made a story should have won or it should have been nominated for a Golden Globe and Emily in Paris probably shouldn't have. I feel as well though like the Emily in Paris creators there was a huge shock there that they even got nominated they were literally like I made this crappy kind of well, not crappy but we made this cringy thing and now like, we are nominated for a Golden Globe. They were kind of like, we're not deserving of this, which, again, speaks volumes. But even the fact with I Made a Story, she put so much of her own 
experience and her like she literally put her heart out into this show and dealt with her own trauma not dealt with her own trauma but put her own trauma out there to make a show that resonated with so many people it's crazy it doesn't make any sense at all it would actually second you like yeah um so i seen this podcast or no not this podcast i seen a tiktok during the week and it actually brought me back a lot of memories of when I was a teenager. So it basically says, it's about One Direction. And it says that One Direction were a brand rather than a band. Okay. Yeah, I get that. It was definitely the, the marketing and all. Yeah. They're trying to sell this whole idea of the boy band to the new generation of young girls in like 2000 and. 14 was that when yeah it was crazy and like do you ever see those tiktoks as well or even tweets it's like no matter what young teenage girls are into they're always going to be made fun of it like they're always yeah which is so true like why is that like why can boys go and play like grand theft auto and shoot people but girls like music and they're made fun of it like oh my gosh one direction hysteria like yeah there's this idea that girly things are like a lower form of culture than what men are into um even when you look back towards like the 1980s and the 1970s ABBA was seen as a girly thing and men couldn't admit that they liked it because it was they would have been called like a woman or they would have been called like you're being a girl or whatever like even that (laughs) you go so far into that that called being called a girl is an insult but um that's crazy now those men who were around in the 80s are like here I loved ABBA like I just couldn't admit it because everyone would make fun of me imagine saying you couldn't like ABBA when there's literally two women and two men in it like yeah um do you remember Union J they were the pure knockoff version <laughs> of were, One Direction they were just trying to like make <laughs> make part two make a bit more money off it yeah so I was in London what age was I I think I must have been about 15 and I think we were walking down, is it Oxford Street? Like the main shopping street? Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. So we were walking down Oxford Street and we came past the Claire Accessories, right? But who was in Claire Accessories doing like a sign-in? Only Union J, right? Oh my god. And I was like, lol. Put it in my BBM thing at the time, like, OMG, just walked past Union J, right? And I'm not even joking. Two minutes later who came round the corner in a big massive like rush only Gemma Collins oh my word I swear like <laughs> that's amazing it's not mental and I actually wish I would have stopped and asked her for a photo now because I freaking love her but she is so tall like she is so tall really? yeah like obviously I was only 15 like and I hadn't reached my like full growth whatever but she is very very tall I can kind of imagine that. Like, I feel like she has a very, like, strong presence and, like, she would definitely be, like, the one that would command the room. I can't do. Like, I can still see her coming around that corner now. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's Gemma Collins. <laughs> On the subject of height, have you ever seen photos of Lady Gaga? No, is she very small? He's five foot. What? Yeah. Yeah, if you look up photos of Lady Gaga, like look up Lady Gaga height, oh God, and up. you'll see photos of her without her heels on. Like you know the way she always wears those crazy, crazy heels. It's because she's so small. I was so shocked when I saw 
Buddha's over because I thought she was tall. Like she has that presence of being tall, but what? Isn't that insane? <laughs> what? <laughs> She's tiny. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so wrong. It just like screws up your perception so much. It's like Rishi Sunak as well. Remember I sent those yeah, photos of Rishi I was Sunak? Gonna say, yeah. I thought Rishi that man Sunak, was so like... tall. No, I cannot deal. She is tiny. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's looking up and wants to see the photo I'm looking at, it's the one of her with a big massive hat and like red lips and glasses. I'll share it on like Facebook. checkered blazer. Huh? I'll share it on the Facebook. Yeah, go and check it out on our Facebook, but I cannot deal. <laughs> so, have you seen Chan? Obviously, we were talking about it this week. Um, uni students are going to get £500 yes. because of COVID. the COVID, like, whatever. But I'm just like, hi, is there a backlog? <laughs> Remember us last year? Yeah, like, are we going to get it for the whole, like, year we missed? Like, I, I worked out, yeah, I think we had half a year of teaching between the strikes and the pandemic. Like, if I was going back to June or July last year and was asked, was told what was going to come this year and been like, do you want to do your degree this year? I'd be like, no, I'll just take a year out and work. Yeah. Um, well, not next year, but like whenever everything like reopens again. Oh, it's just crazy. But I wish that there was a backlog. And then there's also people giving off saying like, why are like Northern Ireland students in England not getting it? Which is fair enough. And I think Michelle O'Neill is really fighting for that. Because like if you're living over in Liverpool, it's dear. Like yeah. your rent is dear. The cost of living is higher. Do you know what I mean? I think it makes more sense to give those students the £500. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's the reason I didn't go to England, because of the price. Like, it was just too expensive. And also the fact that, like, it's still, um, like, student finance NI that you're taking your loan off, so... No, like, it's just... Like, I'm, I'm happy for the students this year. Like, they obviously should be getting it. And when you look at it, it's like... Compared to their fees, five hundred pounds shouldn't make a difference. Isn't that yeah. that they're getting back, but um, at least they're getting something. <laughs> but also, I'm just like we were hit. Like we were hit ten times as hard when you think about it, because we were just like thrown in unexpected. Whereas they knew when they were going in that remote learning was going to be part of their curriculum. Like it was either do it or don't. Like you know, go to uni or don't. So I think that's why it frustrates me. But um, yeah. I think this is only the start of it though. Like I think as these things are raised, there will be more uh, funding and compensation made available um, throughout all of this, especially when it sort of comes to an end because obviously their main priority now is just getting through to the end of this virus, getting the vaccines out and getting life back to normal. But I think once everything is back to normal, they will look at compensation and stuff like that. That'll become more of a priority. Yeah, definitely. Fingers crossed anyway. I was actually on the Guardian Instagram this morning just looking at their news stories and there was one that caught my interest. It was about how... AI, the new AI they're bringing out is very, has shown that it is very sexist. <laughs> so apparently 
when you put into these new AI machines, whatever that they've come up with, you ask for a picture of a woman. 53% of the time she is auto-completed wearing a low-cut top or a bikini. Whereas if you put in for an image of a man, 43% of the time he is auto-completed wearing a suit. Now, when you say AI, what do you mean? Like a robot? I think it's like some sort of new computer technology. Um, but surely that's to do with the algorithms that they put into. Yeah. Their algorithms are sexist. That's crazy. I seen this thing the other day that said Facebook had, I didn't know this, Facebook had made robots, these two robots, and like these AI robots or whatever, um, just to like experiment. And then they had to shut it down because they started to communicate like in a weird language to each other. Oh my word. That like, <laughs> that like people couldn't understand like they started communicating in, in some weird language that like only they could understand how how weird is that that is terrifying it's like they Isn't it? became, it's like they came to life yeah i actually no, talking about facebook as well i noticed this week they have a couple of new features have you noticed them no so there's facebook dating now oh sweet holy mother <laughs> I as if we need like, another dating app i feel like facebook dating is quite a good idea like compared to something like tinder like people would you, I suppose you could do the same on Facebook but I feel like you would feel like say you went on tinder and were speaking to someone you would go and look them up on Facebook whereas if you meet them through Facebook dating you're able to see their whole profile and yeah so it's kind of like cutting out the middleman yeah you're able to tell a lot more if they're real and you see a lot more about who they actually are are you not just so glad though that like you're past that stage? Yes. Of all that stuff. <laughs> Definitely. Like, see I when think... I hear people talking about their dating stories and all their dating disasters, I'm like, I am so glad I'm not going. Oh, through I could them. write a book. I could write a book, <laughs> and it would be a best-selling book too. Yeah. <laughs> Needs like memoirs. I have seen it all. yesterday and it kind of makes sense because I've seen people do it but I'm like why are you doing this um apparently we should now be double masking because of new of the new covid variant which is more contagious oh right okay um but I'm just thinking why is this not more common knowledge like I read this on twitter yeah I didn't see this at all yeah so basically they say we should be wearing two ppe masks rather than one which I think is a bit of a stretch because people aren't even wearing one, so to yeah. ask them to wear another one is just like, no. Um, have you heard about this? Is it the South African strain? Apparently the UK, apparently that AstraZeneca vaccine isn't effective against the South African strain, whereas the Pfizer one is. See, I think we're going to get this now. But like, are they not given different vaccines to different people? To me, it would make more sense to give everybody the same vaccine but yeah. at the same time certain vaccines work better for like different generations or like different age groups there's a lot of people coming out and refusing the Pfizer vaccine because they want to wait for the British one see I've discussed this with people and apparently the British one is the best one to get see it's the one but that's I, I not just... effective against the uh, South African strain apparently oh really whereas so the, the Pfizer, Pfizer one, one is, is the yeah. best well 
to be honest, like, I'll take anything. <laughs> anything at all. I know. Like, anything's better than nothing, really. <laughs> like, we discussed this last week. Like, I am not afraid of a vaccine. Like, like hit me up. Honest yeah. to God. Inject both arms for all I care. <laughs> Do you I know mean, what I mean? Just send it out to my door and I'll drink it. Like, I don't even care at this yeah. point. <laughs> I remember at the start, like, whenever they were talking about, like, not the cure, but, like, oh, what the vaccine will be like. My mum was like, oh, like, um... Well, they just give you like a few drops in your mouth, and I was like, <laughs> "What? Like, yeah, like this. Like, whenever they get something, like, well, that would just be like a few like drops in your mouth." I was like, "Just the new is this juice or something? Like, <laughs> like, is this, like, we're talking about like a vaccine here? A few? Like, all I could think of was you know, like the wee like dropper you get, like, like a syringe. Like, all I can imagine was like a doctor, like, do- oh, I don't know, drops in your mouth <laughs> or eye drops or something." <laughs> Did you see the whole TikTok fiasco? I think it was last week about Jojo Siwa. No. Oh, have you not seen this? I don't think so. Basically, basically she put up um, like a TikTok and there was all like, you know those like LED lights? You have them in your room, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was like LED lights and they were like all like rainbow flashing and then she was like miming along to Born This Way by Lady Gaga and everybody was like, oh my gosh, has Jojo Siwa just came out? Oh, like, yeah. This is insane. And then she was posting another TikTok with like this like <clears throat> like TikTok house in LA. And they were all part of the LGBT community and she was in it. And there was like rainbows and all. And everybody was like, please confirm. And then I seen last night that she actually has a girlfriend around. Yeah, the first one I actually saw was her wearing this t-shirt and it said, what was it the t-shirt said? I think she posted it on Twitter possibly and the only, that was the only one I saw and then I went and saw the video of the Born This Way, her yeah. saying Born This Way and I was like, oh my goodness. And then I saw yesterday, I think it was like her girlfriend who convinced her to come out. Oh yeah, the t-shirt said, best gay cousin ever. Oh, I think I did see that, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, like, that was the first one I saw, and I was like, wait, what? So I have a quote from her here, and she said, "Um, I'm just so happy because now I get to share what makes me the happiest in the world, and it makes my heart so happy. Yeah. I actually love Juju Siwa. Like, I think she has such a positive influence on younger people because obviously there's like this pressure on teenagers and all to grow up really fast, and she's just completely gone against that. And she's like, "This yeah, is what I want to like be. She, this is what I'm going to do." Seventeen. Yeah, she's seventeen. Like she's older than Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah, like if, which is nuts. Obviously, it's different from what all the other teenagers are doing, but like that's obviously what she enjoys, and that's how she feels it's right to express herself. And she's not doing anyone else any harm. And I think it's it's just such a positive like influence on the younger generation instead of making them feel like they always have to fit in all the time. Yeah, and conform. You know what I've just seen here? I'm literally scrolling through um Facebook and this came up. This girl, you know I I can't get over this. Some people can't tell their left from the right. Can you tell your left from your right? I have to like pretend <laughs> I have to pretend I'm writing and then that's how I work really? it out. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't do I can't just understand how people don't know, but this girl got like an L tattooed on her left like the bottom of her left thumb and an okay. R tattooed on her right. Love that. But like if and then somebody I know was like hundred percent need this while driving. But like if somebody goes if the sat nav said to you, turn left, like would you just not know? 
I would have to think about it like I my or my thing is like I put my hand in the shape of writing and then I'm like which one feels comfortable like I would see if Adam was like what what turn do I take I would very easily say the wrong one I can't cope (laughs) I just don't understand like left why like if you hold if you hold your two hands up and put them out like and then the the left is L like, I would get it, like, I wouldn't have to get it tattooed on my hand. I'm not that bad. Like, I have my own way of remembering it. What about um, chalky milks, Shannon? Are you popping any chalky milks to make your pain go away? <laughs> or hubby milks. Oh, gosh, I can't do it. So basically, Shan, I sent Shan one about chalky milk. I can't even remember what it was about. And then she sent me one. She's like, have you seen hobby milk? And I was like, no. She's like, wait till I find it. Basically, if anybody knows what Papa chalky milk, it's like, oh, when somebody annoys you, and then it's like, Papa chalky milk, chalky milk make pain go away. This woman was popping her husband's ashes <laughs> to make was... the pain go away. Grandmom, too. Um, so she put up saying... Uh, my husband got cremated a couple of years ago. Uh, what was the next bit? Pop a hubby milk. Hubby milk make pain go away. And it's no. like this really grey powder. And it's like, it's disgusting. Oh, no. I hope it's fake. And she's I like, really do. Yeah, I, I think it is. I'm pretty sure. Like she posts a lot of weird stuff. But like it's so funny because she's like 70. And you expect that to come from like a younger person taking the piss. There's but so she's many older people though. There's so many older people though on TikTok, but I'm convinced it's her grandchildren that do it. Yeah, same. Like there's this wee woman, right? And she's like very, very old thing. She's American. And her husband used to do them with her and then he died. And now she makes all these like funny TikToks about her dead husbands. Oh my God. That's terrible. So savage. They're so funny though. Do you follow um Chun? I'm not sure how, I can't remember what the name is. Oh, Chunja46. I don't think so. She's a wee old woman from China, I think. And oh, I think I do follow her. She is so cute. I love her so her much. Her husband are so cute. I know. Yeah, all her videos. Do you follow I, her? Every time I watch them, they make me smile. Do you follow Snarky? Is it Snarky Marky or something? No. And then do you know that their TikTok is like, oh, it's five o'clock. Candice, you're ready. Martina, you ready? Okay, let's go, girl. Snarky Marky, hold on till I see if I can find it. He, like, does all these ones about, like, co-workers. Um... Oh, yeah, here. Morning, everybody. Hey, Martina. Well, same old. There's a new person? Oh, are you the new person? What's your name? Lindsay, good to meet you. I'm Donna. Been here 14 years. They're so funny. Lindsay, did you photocopy the sheets like I asked you to? Oh, Candace, did you hear? Where's the you, one? It's when it's five o'clock. You got a new year. Go here. It's five o'clock. Candace, you ready? Martina, you ready? All right, girls, let's hit the road. <laughs> and so many people have used it. And like, it's like, let me see. I believe I haven't seen you it. Need- Uni students at dinner time. Oh, it's five o'clock. Candice, you ready? Pasta. Martina, you ready? Pesto. 
Okay, girls, let's hit the road. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, like my whole TikTok now is books and food and the south oh, of france really? randomly like my whole tiktok is the south of france yeah i'm like is this a sign that i need to go to the south of france oh i keep getting football tiktoks and like i don't like them so i don't know why they keep coming up she got a couple yeah, yeah i don't understand it's so weird. like there was one and i thought it was going to be something funny and i was like wait what <laughs> no i get full-on football tiktoks and then the only thing i can understand of why i would get it is because like maybe like, Andrew has it on in the background, and maybe my microphone picks it up or something, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, your phone listens to you. I Is this know. where, like, the football funding's going now? <laughs> They're, like, pumping money on TikTok. TikTok to promote football. But, like, it's not even, like, <laughs> yeah. Premier League posting. It's, like, um, like just some wee boy making, like, a compilation of, like, the best goals or something this year. <laughs> You're like, I have no, no interest in this at all. Literally, like, why would I care for this? I don't understand football at all. I don't understand the obsession with it. Same. And the money in it. The money in it. Oh, the money. I hate it. I hate it so much. Because I'm so used to watching, like, amateur sport that I hate anything associated with money and sport. Like, to me, you need to earn your living, like, a proper way. Like, no offence to any semi-professional or professional footballers. I doubt they're listening. But, um, do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't understand. Yeah, players don't get paid. No. Sure they don't? No. Because I didn't realise this until really recently, that the only money they'll get is if they get any sponsorships. They wouldn't get, and it's like, it's not that common for them to get sponsorships. Yeah, or like from their own job. But then there's like rumours floating about that like the Dublin team um, only work part-time and get paid the rest. Which, fair enough, a lot of them do do modelling and yeah. stuff. But like, I suppose it does in a way make sense. But like they make it out as if they are professional footballers. Yeah. But to me, Dublin is too big. Um, like it's too big to be one county when it comes to football. Like if they changed it to north and south, it would be completely different. Yeah, it would. It'd be split up. So Shan tweeted that she really wanted to like live out her dream of being in like a naughty's teen movie. What one would you want to be in? Being the Princess Diaries would be pretty good. <laughs> Find out you're a princess, like. When you turn 18, would have been what a weird life of it. <laughs> or like clueless for like the yeah. wardrobe. Oh, going on. And you know, like she flicks through her wee computer screen. That was so ahead of its time. Or Lizzie McGuire in uh, Rome. Although, going back on the whole um, discussion earlier about Emily in Paris and Michaela Cole, like I think this is something I've become quite aware of in recent years is how white all those teen movies were like we sat watching them and saw people who looked like us like how that that just wasn't the same for people of ethnic minorities like they aren't sitting there being able to relate to these teen dramas like I think we very much romanticized the naughties whereas it just wasn't like a good time for the majority of people yeah and it's crazy to think that as well because like I would never watch a film with, like, an all-black cast and thank God I'm not reflected here. But, like, when that is just the entire mainstream culture for someone of colour, 
that must be the most frustrating thing, like not seeing people that look like you on screen. And it comes back to as well. Do you remember that Sainsbury's advert at Christmas? And the backlash it received, people are like, I can't. Yeah, people are like, I'm not really, I can't relate to this because I don't see myself on the screen. And then you're like, well, that's a bit ironic, isn't it, Susan? Like, not everybody sees herself on the Like, you've been seeing yourself for years, yeah. Like, we live in a multicultural society now, like, it needs to be reflected. And it needs to be reflected across the board. It needs to be reflected on the news. It needs to be reflected in soap operas, dramas, documentaries, like, everything. Like, it can't just be this thing that people, like, demand online. Like, it has to be across the board internationally. Yeah. It's like when able-bodied uh, actors get jobs as disabled characters. Like, there are so... The jobs for disabled characters are so few and far between in the media, like, in Hollywood and in TV shows that it's just not fair that people who are out there getting so many jobs are taking these jobs from people who are finding it so hard to get acting jobs that they're able to portray. Exactly, like it's a complete disgrace. I I think especially when it comes to actors that like play in wheelchairs, like that's an able-bodied person sitting in a wheelchair. They have no idea of what a life is like for someone that is full-time in a wheelchair. Like, I remember there was a girl in, um, I think she was in Coronation Street, she was in a wheelchair, but she doesn't use it. The guy in Glee. He okay, is yeah. in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, it's so frustrating. And then, have you seen recently the backlash about Sia's film coming out? Apparently, she's coming out with this film, and everybody's like, do not watch it. Like, don't, just don't even engage with it. But it's about, I think the lead actress is, or the lead character, an autistic character and I don't know the storyline or anything but at first she had cast an autistic actor and then tweeted oh no I fired them because they were far too difficult to work with oh my word that's insane which is just like how can you even say that like yeah like you need you need to be accommodating for like everybody's differences like if not everyone behaves the same not everyone acts the same and not everyone does the same things like you need to be accommodating for the way people behave so that has been another episode the third episode of the trailblazers podcast so shan do you have a quote to end with today? oh i saved one yesterday maybe pinterest quotes so the initial quote is change your thoughts change your life and it goes on from there to say when I was fighting depression, I remember hearing hearing this expression and not understanding it at first. When I decided to implement it into my life, a whole new world opened up for me. Change the negative self-loving thoughts to positive self-affirming ones. When you're positive about yourself and everything around you, you begin to see the world in a different light. Your life is today what you make of it. Goal, be grateful to the tone of your thoughts. Or be mindful to the tone of your thoughts. I don't know where I got grateful from there. <laughs> That's lovely. Really, really nice. But it's definitely something I think if you are out there looking for the positive, you're going to find it. Whereas if you're out there looking for the negative or what could go wrong, like you're you're going to find it because that's what you're looking for. Thank you very much for tuning in once again. We hope you're enjoying. Again, make sure to engage with us on all the socials. Um, we are Trailblazers Podcast 
and send us some email. We would love to hear from you and get you involved and get a discussion going about any of the topics, anything you find interesting, maybe a story you want to share based on something me and Sean have talked about or maybe something you want to bring to our attention, like a topic you'd like us to discuss. Please let us know. We are trailblazerspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, it was good to have you and we will see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye.